Hello, everyone. Happy holidays. Welcome to the special holiday episode for the Love of Books podcast featuring Indian small press authors with host Emma Paloba. Today, we will chat with Lisa Plank, the executive director of the Lowell Area Historical Museum, and its newest project, the ABCs of Lowell History. It started during the pandemic as an effort to bring history to the people since the people couldn't come to the museum. The museum wanted to share some of the many fascinating stories from Lowell's past. Today, in its fourth round of the alphabet, the ABCs of Lowell History is slated for January publishing. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Yes, great. Tell us all about the ABC project. How did it get started and who all is behind it? Okay, um, so when the pandemic first hit in March of 2020, um, the museum had to close its doors temporarily. And so we were looking for other ways to get the various stories of the history of Lowell out to the public um, and decided that using social media would be a good way to be able to do that. So um, to put some context or organization around that idea, we decided to go um, with an ABC format. So each week we would do an article on a different letter of the alphabet and um, a topic in Lowell history that was related to that letter. And so we sent it out via um, email, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter each week. So our first edition was A is for Alton, which is a small town just north of Lowell. And we explored the history of Alton and provided a couple pictures and then released that. Um, and then each week we've focused on a different letter, working our way through the alphabet. Um, and by the time we got through the alphabet, um, it had caught on. People were really excited to see it each week and were waiting for it to come out each week. And so we decided to do a second run through the alphabet and explore even more topics. Um, and we're currently on our fourth round through the alphabet um, because it really has become quite a popular um, offering that the museum does. Okay, how did you pick the subjects for difficult letters in the alphabet, like X, Y, Z? <laughs> yeah, so, so Q is also hard. Um, oh, Q. <laughs> so we, um, yeah, we have had to get creative with that. Um, our administrative assistant, Chantel Ford, is the one who primarily writes the articles now. Um, and she's gotten really creative. We've done things with X, like X marks the spot and um, explored different topics of buildings or things that are no longer there. Um, for, y, for Z one time, she did zigzag and looked at why Lincoln Lake Road and Lowell zigzags all over the place. Um, so she's gotten really creative about figuring out ways to use those letters in creative ways and explore topics that maybe wouldn't fit into the alphabet anywhere else. What kind of feedback are you getting from the readers of the ledger and from the people uh, from the community? Yeah, so the feedback on this project has been fantastic. Um, every week when we send it out, I get emails from people um, reminiscing about the topic, if it was something they knew personally. Um, it brings back a lot of good memories for people that um, have been in Lowell for a long time. Um, we get emails from other people saying they'd never heard of this and it was so great to learn about it. Um, so it really has been um, just a great opportunity for us to explore a lot of topics that 
maybe are too small to be turned into a full exhibit or some other way of presenting the history, but that are so valuable and interesting stories in our community's past. Um, and the shorter format is, is a good um, avenue for being able to present that to people. So yeah, even after four rounds, we're still getting weekly comments from people about what we're producing. So it does seem to be um, pretty popular. We also hear for pe from people, um, usually we try to send them out around 8.30 in the morning on Tuesdays. And if they're not out by nine, we start getting people wondering if we forgot about that week. So <laughs> they, um, they're definitely looking for them each week, which is fantastic. That's awesome. How about any surprises throughout the project? You found out about things you've never known about. Yeah, that's been really fun for us as researchers. Um, anytime you're digging into a new topic, you, you don't necessarily know what you're going to find. You may think you know what you're going to find. Um, but as we start doing research, we start uncovering new pieces to the puzzle and being able to put a more full story together. Um, the other thing that we've found surprising and, and very welcome is that um, we get contacted by people after they've read it and they contribute their own memories or stories or share pictures with us. Um, and that just adds to that story even more because then we can document what someone who is directly connected with an event or a person can, can give us information on it um, that maybe we didn't have in our files when we wrote the story. So it's been, it's been great to see the different pieces of history um, documented and expanded through this research. And then it's also been great to see the community get interested in it and bring their own pieces of the story to the museum as well. Would you like to mention some of the most fascinating Lowell stories that have generated, in your opinion, the most interest or based on your yeah. Boy, that's hard because they they all do. Um, we did one on Island Park, which got a lot of a lot of feedback. Um, Island Park was a park in the Flat River, just south of Main Street in Lowell, and they would put footbridges in in the spring, and people would use it to picnic for Fourth of July, for speakers, that sort of thing. Um, and then in the fall, they would take the bridges back off, and it was popular around the turn of the century early 1900s. Um, and there have been a few times um, in the 80s and 90s and 2000s when people have looked into making that a park space again. Um, and it's just never quite come together. But when we did the article on Island Park, we got a lot of people really being interested in, you know, when, when was that a park? When did it stop? Um, could we make it a park again? So that, that was a fun one to see all the current interest in something that was historical. Um, another one we did was on the Opera House. Lowell used to have an Opera House called Trains Opera House. It was on the south side of Main Street, um, kind of right across from where the King Milling office is now. And it was a three-story building. It had a movie theater in it. It had a, a ballroom on the third floor. It had different stores in it. And people just don't know anymore that there used to be an opera house here in town. So that one piqued a lot of interest and was a fun story to get to explore. Um, so yeah, each, you know, each letter of the alphabet has been really intriguing. You know, some of the stories were ones that we're more familiar with um, and others are relatively unknown. Um, 
one that I knew nothing about before we started this was one of the S um, articles that we did was on Shushaway. We actually had um, someone suggest the idea to us. And so we started to look into it. And on the west side of Lowell, just past, um, on the west side of Main Street, um, there used to be a dairy there, Highland Hill Dairy. And behind that, there were hills. And it was actually a ski hill called Shushaway. And people would come and they would take a tow rope up the hill and they would ski down the hill. And um, it was a whole thing. They had professional ski instructors and everything. And I had no idea that that, that Lowell used to have a ski hill here. Um, so that was a really interesting one for us to uncover the story of. Um, and there were some local residents that still are around that were involved with that. So they were able to really give us some good insights into how it worked and where it was located. In your series, do you also profile people, personalities, and characters? Yeah, we have done some on people. Um, trying to think of a good example of that. Um, let's see. And one of the early ones we did, John Hooker, who was an early um, pioneer. He came in the 1840s with his parents and was involved with a lot of firsts in Lowell. Um, his family built the first frame house, they built the first flour mill, they built, built the first bridge over the Flat River. Um, and then he was instrumental in the town of Lowell his entire life. Um, so um, we do stories on individuals like that. Um, we've also done more recently um, Harold Engelhart, who okay. was a local businessman and banker and left the city of Lowell quite a bit of money, which is now distributed through grants to um, different nonprofit organizations around town. Um, and so he was, you know, people still remember him. He was more recent in time. But um, yeah, it's been a good opportunity to explore some of those personalities that we want to make sure are documented and not forgotten. Yeah. And what do you use as your major resources? Um, well, a couple things. The museum has an extensive archive. So that's usually where we start is with the museum's archive, um, documents, pictures, articles, that type of thing. Previous research that we've already done for other projects. Um, and then the newspapers really give us a lot of information as well. Um, all of the Lowell newspapers are online um, through the library's website. And that's a great resource to be able to look up some of the, some of the topics that we maybe don't know as much about. Um, we can read about those firsthand that way. Um, and then also oral histories, you know, talking with people who may have been involved with the topic or known the people involved with the topic is a great source of information. So um, I wouldn't say that we have one source that we go to. We really try to exhaust anything that we can get our hands on for each article. So what do you feel you have accomplished with the ABC's project? Well, I, I think we've accomplished several things. Um, one, you know, the, the first goal that we had was to keep the museum relevant through the pandemic when we couldn't have our doors open and people exploring our exhibits. Um, and I think we've definitely done that. We've shown that museums can be re relevant um, even in extreme situations. Um, and so that, that was great. 
Um, the other thing we've accomplished is igniting interest in local history. Um, people have really gotten interested in these articles and our readership is huge. I mean, we'll get over 5,000 people a week reading these articles just on our Facebook page. Um, they're also printed in the Lowell Ledger and Lowell First Look runs them online each week. So there's additional readership there as well. Um, and that's exciting to see. It's exciting to see that many people week after week being excited about local history. And then the third thing I think we accomplished is we've researched and documented a lot of topics in a short amount of time. Um, and that's important for future generations too, because that information, you're pulling it from so many different sources um, that if you can do that and get it documented, then it's preserved going forward in another generation as well. So it's really been a rewarding project for us for a number of reasons. Have you attracted also younger people? Yeah, I think, um, you know, some of the demographics are hard to get at um, through emails and that kind of thing, but just anecdotally talking to people around town, um, it does seem to have lowered the average age of our readership, which is good to see as well. Yeah, I've noticed young people coming to the museum during Christmas through Lowell, which is really good news that young it people is. are interested. So yeah. what is next for the museum in 2022? Well, we have a number of big projects in 2022. We're going to be publishing the ABCs of Lowell History um, in, two, in two booklets, two forms. We're going to do the first and second round this January. Um, and then once we've completed the fourth round, we're going to put a second booklet together of the third and fourth round. Um, so those will be made available in print form to the public. We've gotten a lot of requests for that. Um, and so we're, we're going to provide that. The other thing we're doing is documenting each of the buildings on the historic Main Street in Lowell. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna be creating a plaque for each building that goes on the exterior of the building and tells the history of that building through time. Um, and then we're gonna be presenting those as a weekly series so that people can learn about each of the buildings in depth um, in the historic area of downtown Lowell. Um, and then we're also doing um, a series of interpretive boards out at the Lowell Township Park, where we explore different topics in Lowell's history. And we've, um, we've, been, we've got 12 boards installed out there now, and we're putting four more up this year to complete that project. So people walking the trails in the park will encounter those signs and be able to learn a little bit about some different topics in Lowell's history while they're out there enjoying the, the beautiful park. So... Um, and then most of our programming is, is back starting back in 2022. Up and running. So, yep. So we have um, public lecture series and a ton of um, school programs for students um, in grades two through, one through four. So that'll all be starting up again this year as well. So what are you excited the most about out of all these projects? You have a lot going on. You've received this award, Gordon Olson Award, and this is just awesome stuff going for Lowell for the entire community. So what are you excited about the most? You know, I think the thing that excites me the most is to see the number of people of all different ages getting excited about our history. 
Um, Lowell's got a great local history. And as a historian, um, I firmly believe everybody's interested in history. They just don't know it yet. Yes. Um, and so to see that many people really enjoying learning about our history is fantastic. Um, you know, we had a group of first graders come through on a field trip this fall and they didn't want to go home. They were having so much fun learning. Um, and, you know, we see that with all the students. They really get engaged with their local history and remember things and come back with their parents to give them tours and show them what they've learned. And, you know, that just builds on itself. It builds an awareness of the past in the community um, and an awareness of how interesting and important history can be. Um, not And not just on a large national level, but on a smaller local level as well. Um, so it's really exciting to be living in a community that values that and supports it and is interested in it. Um, so, you know, all these projects are an attempt to make that history approachable and interesting to people um, and get it out there where they can access it from wherever they're at. And so to, to see that clicking and working is really exciting. Absolutely. And since this is our Christmas special, we are sharing our favorite Christmas memories. Lisa, can you share with our listeners? your favorite Christmas memory? Oh boy, well, I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. So I have a lot of really good ones. I think probably though, one of my best Christmas memories um, was the year that I spent abroad. I did a year abroad in Scotland um, and stayed with a pen pal in England for Christmas and then traveled around during Christmas time and got to see England and Scotland at Christmas time. Um, and that was a really special Christmas. So that, that was probably my best Christmas memory. That sounds excellent. When did you go? When were you in Scotland? I was there um, my sophomore year. Sophomore so. year. Okay. All right. Before we do our parting shots, I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavent and Digital Quill Services for Writers with author Colleen Nye. Lisa, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Your parting shot. Okay, I would just say, um, look for your local history. It's all around us. And there are a lot of small museums and large museums and historical societies out there trying to share that with you. So if you're in Lowell, come, come find us. And if not, find your, find your local history museum. Okay, and my parting shots are buy indie, read indie, and write indie. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. And of course, by the ABCs of Lowell History. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Thank you.